Welcome to the Only One Shot Golf Podcast. I'm Jim Gallagher, Jr. Special thanks to Steve Azar for allowing us to use his music. You can find Steve at steveazar.com. Don't forget to get your copy of Only One Shot. That's by VJ Trolio, and that's available at Amazon. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Appreciate uh, all you loyal listeners. To today, I have Bryce Lewis. He's a redshirt sophomore, will be this fall at the University of Tennessee on the men's golf team. Grew up in Hendersonville, Tennessee, just outside Nashville. Won his first college event at the Country Club of Birmingham this past spring. And just has had a really good, solid last, uh, I guess the whole year last year, a solid year. He's played uh, redshirted his first year, which he said was one of the best things he could do. And he's just finished second at the Southern Am. Uh, at Old Waverly, and it's, that tournament's been won by Harris English, Webb Simpson, Justin Leonard, Mark Brooks, Bob Troy, Crenshaw, Bill Rogers, Lanny Watkins. The list goes on of great players. So, incredible tournaments, 115th playing, and he finished second there. So, uh, we're going to have a good time listening to Bryce and see what he's got to say. All right, it's my pleasure to bring into the podcast Bryce Lewis from the University of Tennessee men's golf team. Bryce, thanks for joining us. Jim, thanks for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to be able to sit down and talk to you today and uh, just two ball, balls uh, talking about some golf today. So uh, should have should be a good one. Absolutely. You uh, last week finished second at the Southern Am at Old Waverly. You all played a college event there. Actually, the whole week the leaderboard was really kind of – Painted in orange white with uh, Spencer and, and uh, uh, Braden on there. Everybody played really well. So, uh, did playing that golf course in the past did that really help? Uh, you know, when you guys went down for the Southern Am, I know it's a little different than it was in the spring. Right. Yeah, the course played a lot different. Uh, it, in the spring, it was so wet. I mean, I remember taking casual water relief just everywhere in the spring and the the course definitely played a lot different but yeah playing a college tournament there in the spring definitely helped i was just pretty comfortable with my tee shots like my clubs off the tee um once you get to play the golf course good golf course is pretty right in front of you You, it it gives you what you see and uh i was pretty familiar with the pin locations that they were going to throw at us um and with you know with coach webb and, and coach andrews telling us how to play the golf course uh i got a kind of a second try at uh at getting to defeat this golf course so i feel like i definitely did a better job this week um but i played really well um but having a college tournament there in the spring definitely helped for sure well that's something i think for any college player and a lot of young players or juniors are listening college players you know you, you come in your freshman year and you kind of just learning golf courses and we'll get into that a little bit later and, and what it means when you get to play right. the second time around but let's uh let's tell the folks a little bit about yourself you grew up in henderson tennessee now i read in your bio it says six foot one 145 but i know you guys work out a bunch and I, i'm afraid my team if we'd have had to work out like y'all we may not have finished the season but uh uh I don't know workouts are tough, but, you know, when you got started, who kind of got you started playing the game and who maybe influenced you early on in your career, uh, you know, as you were growing up trying to play golf? Right, yeah. Um, my dad, obviously, um, was a big influence 
kind of just my dad's side of the family was a big influence on me playing golf growing up. Uh, Trey, my dad, was a really good player back in his day. He won the state open one year and, and um, you know, traveled around as an amateur. And uh, he he's really been there by my side the whole way. Just him and my, my mom have been there uh, by my side the whole way. And, and dad's kind of taught me everything I know so far. And, um, you know, being away from him the last three years, it's been more of Coach Webb and Coach Andrews kind of um, teaching me how to play these last few years. And I've been around just some of the best brains in golf, I feel like, for 20, you know, however long I've been playing the game. And it's a huge influence on how I've progressed. And I feel like I've gotten better every single year. So that's got to be tricky. I mean, my dad taught me. Uh, and of course, now you've got iPhones and you've got the ability to FaceTime and all that. Your dad's your, you know, right. your instructor. So, how, what are the challenges there when you know you got Coach Webb, you got Coach Andrews helping you out? What are those challenges? You know, when you're trying to get, you know, maybe talk to your dad, you send videos to him. How do you guys work around that? Uh, yeah, you know, being from Nashville, it's not too far from Knoxville, so I will make the occasional. When I do have the swing yips, I may make the occasional weekend trip back to Nashville. But, um, you know, I usually just will send him a video or two, and, and he usually knows what uh, my golf swing looks like when it's on plane and when I'm hitting it good. Um, and, and Coach Webb and Coach Andrews have great input, too. You know, they're not as technical as my dad may be just because my dad's been watching me play my whole life. But right. I know Webb – and uh, Webb and Bo are both – they're both really big into just how you're presenting yourself mentally and how you're uh, mentally prepared for the golf course and for the week. And I think that's kind of been the biggest improvement in my golf game is there's some weeks where I'll end up playing well and I really didn't even have close to my A game mm-hmm. of, you know, my physical game. And that's just from mentally learning how to – stay in there the whole way and uh course management that's something they do really well i think i think that's Um, a sign of a big that's a sign of a good coach uh because i think most of you guys have instructors it's for the coaches to kind of you know i always i've had several on the podcast and it's like you're molding young men and you're trying to get them to learn just basic life and you're away from home for the first time uh, on your own but but to have a and I think it's different with your dad coaching. I think that's a challenge sometimes for some coaches, but I think that sounds like a pretty good approach that they help you. I think management side, because they've both played at a high level. They've been around some great players. They've, they've coached great players. So they know kind of what it takes, and they can pass on that knowledge. Because I think for young people, and it just depends on maturity levels and everything, yeah, you got the game, but you've got to be able to mold – what that game is and, and take it to another level. And I think that's what, the, what yeah. those two guys do a pretty good job with, don't you? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I've like, – I mean, I've probably gained 20 – just from phys- physically, I've probably gained 20 pounds, 25 pounds from being in college, which is which is solid, you know, through two, you know, three years now. Uh, it's definitely helped physically. But, you know – I really just feel like the biggest improvement I've made is in my just mentally. Like there's just been so many instances I can think of throughout tournaments I've played since being at Tennessee where my approach going into the loop would be completely different, you know, trying to flag seven irons and, you know, trying to stop a six iron and, you know, going at every pin, that's just stupid. You know, that's not really how 
you manage your ball at tough golf courses like that. So, I mean, Coach Webb and Coach Andrews just do an unbelievable job of teaching us course management and discipline. And, um, you know, golf's a tough game mentally, and so you're going to have to battle some adversity um, out on the golf course. And it's just how you deal with it and how disciplined you are. And I would say our golf team is, is probably the most disciplined out there. And um, we got the two best coaches in the country, I feel like. So – it's definitely definitely uh, helped improve my game, and I know everybody on our team can say the same thing. So you, it's great having them. And you got great facilities, probably some of the best in the country. And I've, I've heard several coaches have got the visit. They're just raving about that. We'll get into that in a minute. But take us back to junior golf. You had a really good junior golf career. You actually qualified for the USAM, I believe, it, uh, at Riviera, and you were still a junior golfer. What was that week like? You know, you're out there with a bunch of the, you know, the best in the country. Yeah. What was that week like at Riviera, especially playing Riviera? Yeah, that was a really cool week. Uh, I qualified at Bowling Green Country Club, which is actually where I'm qualifying tomorrow for the USAM. So some good memories there, but I mean, just being able to play in that tournament at the age of 17 was really, really cool. That was a great summer for me. Um, I felt like I was the best player in the world. You know, I, I, I did. I just, I thought I could show up and, and make match play like it was nothing and uh, just play my game. And I actually was in match play through the first round uh, at Bel Air. I think I shot like one over maybe after the first round. And then I played Riviera and then Riviera kicked my ass. Um, <laughs> shot about eight or nine over at Riviera. But that was a great learning experience, you know, Um God, that course was so tough, but I feel like if I went back and played it right now, it wouldn't be nearly as hard as I thought it was three years ago. What did you learn? Ago, just from the- what did you learn? You said you know you learned some, a lot from there, and you and you and you played a tough golf course. What did you learn from that week that maybe helped you go forward? That's a big. Yeah, you know, I got very. Yeah, I feel I got very frustrated. You know, out there, once I hit like two or three over. I got really nervous when I turned the back nine because I think when I turned my last nine holes, I was in still in the match play portion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I got to start to thinking, you know, may I may be the youngest person making match play this week. And then I started to try to just rush some shots and try to stiff some shots out at a golf course that was really, really tough for me already. And just didn't stay patient like I know to now. But uh, now I just know the value of, of one shot and the value really the value of making a bogey you know going out and trying to make 18 pars i mean kind of have that mentality going into any golf tournament you're not going to make 18 pars probably but just from practice and 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 how good we are you know you get a wedge in your hand you're going to make a birdie and then you're playing smart golf with a eight seven six iron and you may not make a bogey like this week at old waverly had three bogeys um all week and that was kind of like the key to the week was just three bogeys all week it's hard mm-hmm. not to play that you know it's hard to play bad when you have three bogeys all week so um that's just something that i've learned from being at tennessee these last three years and i wish i could go back in time and have my game back at riviera because i feel like i play much much better and um just understanding the value of a bogey and the value of of uh, one shot. Well, the so, most important thing is you, you learn something, uh, and you and you, and you learn correct. from a mistake. Yeah. I think that's what we all. If we can't learn from our failures and our mistakes, then we're 
pretty bad shape, but it sounded like you learned a very right. valuable lesson. It sounded like you got ahead of yourself a little bit, and I think that's what a, right. lot, what a lot of young junior golfers, I've talked to several that are going to college, same thing, they just beat themselves up, and I'm going like, do you realize how good you're playing? Just enjoy the yeah. journey. If you put the time in and you yeah. put the effort in, it, it works that way. But take us take us through kind of some junior golf. You were getting recruited. You're, you were, uh, I think, ranked top 45 maybe in your class what was the recruiting process yeah. and for people listening a lot of folks that listen they just don't know how to get started what did you guys do you and your dad do tournament wise and the process you went to get coaches to kind of start noticing you what, did, what was that process like you know um i'm probably the worst person to talk to about like getting the process of getting recruited for college and uh, i just didn't play many if I had to tell a junior golfer right now, I'd say just to go get your name out there in uh, across the country, really. Um, and it, it's, it's very expensive and, you know, it's a, it, it's a tight market, but it's just, you know, trying to it, get across the country to get your name out there. You know, I played a lot of that tour, you know, Tennessee junior golf stuff and which was fine. You know, I didn't at the time really want to go outside the state to play golf. You know, I had my eyes set on Vanderbilt or MTSU or Tennessee or Lipscomb or like Ole Miss, you know, something quite like that. Um, I, you know, I just kind of went out and, and never really thought about college. I just kind of just wanted to go out and win, mm-hmm. you know, and just show and show everybody how good I was. And I believed it, you know, and, and like I said earlier, in high school, I was the best player in the world. I, I really did, um, which was a good thing and a bad thing at the same time. I had, a ton of confidence. I, I loved, I loved when college coaches watched me. I loved it. Like I, I remember playing better when Coach Webb and Coach Will Brewer and you know Coach Limbaugh and all those guys would come out and watch me in some Snets Tour tournaments. I, I, I remember playing better just because I wanted to show them the shots I had and you know I could do this and that. Um, so if I had to tell a junior golfer right now what to do just go believe in yourself you know like you can do it um just you know, show up to a tournament and feel like you can win but you know why would you enter a tournament that you feel like you can't win uh, kind of just what like tiger says you know he and every time he enters a tournament he truly believes he can win the tournament um so that that was a really big key for me in junior golf was just belief and, sounds, uh, sounds like you're a little bit of a show-off I like that. I'm a little that. I was a little that way too. I like that. I yeah. Like that well, idea. I don't. You know. Yeah. I just not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. No. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. I. I could be that way a little bit, but internally, I just felt like I was the best player there, and I wouldn't, you know, go up and say I'm the best. You know, go up to any of my buddies and say I'm the best player here or whatever. But I, I, I believed it, and so I. I feel like that helped a lot. So if I had to give any advice to a junior golfer, I'd say just believe that you can do it and believe believe in yourself. Because if you don't believe in yourself, then it, it's really hard to play well. Well, that's well spoken because, I mean, if you don't have the inner belief, you don't have to walk around like you're conceited and you're better than everybody else. You've got to have that. Right. That's, what, that's the Tiger Woods influence. That's why these – you know, these young players on the PGA Tour, young players like yourself, you watched him do that. You watch how he acted. And why not believe in yourself? Because if you don't believe in yourself, you're, you're done. It, it doesn't matter. Correct, yeah. I think that's the biggest – that's a great lesson for kids out there is, is you know, and, and not every kid wants to go 
away from home or too far from home. They want to. I think it's important. And you mentioned Tennessee golf, and it's got. They've got some of the best players coming out of the state of Tennessee because of the programs that are there. I mean, you're playing against right. so many great players, but there's nothing wrong with wanting to stay close to home or in state. I think it's important. And I think Coach yeah. Webb's doing that, and, and Coach Limbaugh's trying to do a little bit of that advantage to keep your in-state kids, don't you? I think that's a successful program because if you lose your best players in-state, then other kids around the country see that. That's not a help. No, correct. Yeah, that's you're, complete, you're totally, <laughs> totally right. And it helps scholarship-wise. You know, you get in-state, some in-state tuition money. And uh, I know my mom's a teacher. So she gets, you know, 25% off tuition for being an in-state teacher. And so it's just little stuff like that that helps in the long run. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. What what makes what, right. what what makes the Tennessee, I guess, junior program so good? Is there just because there's so many of them and they run them so well and the kids want to stay and play on those? What makes that, that program so uh, – the junior program so solid there in the state of Tennessee? It, it's ran so well. I mean, uh, Whit Turnbo and, and all the guys that uh, – Tennessee Golf Foundation and the PGA, Rob Cherry. Um, I know Darren Reese does a great job of marketing all of it on Twitter and Instagram. Just just all those guys do a great job of running junior golf. Hey, Nichols, uh, they all do great jobs, and they love golf. They love junior golf, and they love to see – I just remember when I was playing it, they loved to see, like, me and all my, my friends succeed and go on to play college golf. Like, they just, they just love the game of golf, and they love to see – um, they just love to see Tennessee junior golf, uh, thrive. And, um, it's just people like that, that are the reason why Tennessee junior golf is the way it is now. And he, obviously Scott Stallings, what he does with the uh, junior cup, um, that is such a fun tournament. Um, you know, Scott does so many great things for junior golf and Tennessee also. So there's just so many great people in the state that care about, golf and and keeping the tradition alive and um i really have that they were a big reason why i went and, and played college golf you know like playing the step tour events everybody in the tournament was a good player and just the way it was ran and um just just those guys do a great job of running junior golf Tennessee. well dick That's horton started that when i was a kid and i remember oh, yeah it was the dick model horton, yeah. It was, and Vince Gills was big in supporting that early on, and it was the model for all golf associations and tournaments throughout the country, and, and you're right. And I wanted to give them a little bit of a plug because they do an incredible job in a lot of places around the state or in the country have followed what they've done. But you get to Tennessee your freshman year. Uh, you, you're not far from home, as you said. Uh, it, it's it's a big campus. It's a whole new world, but you are close to Nashville. You grew up in around a big city. But what was that first year like for? Because I believe you redshirted your freshman year. I did, yeah, I did redshirt. Um, I'm so glad I redshirted my first year because I would I wouldn't even uh, gosh I wouldn't even practice like I would I'd take like days off, you know, like oh I won't practice today and. I got yelled at and and crapped on just just for the way I was and I needed that first year of redshirting more than anybody, um, and I got a lot better too. I did um, just being around the guys and 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 getting that first year in under Webb and Bo and and just learning some of the things that he likes to do and and learning the practice you know the certain practice drills and and the course management stuff and. It was just time for me to get better, and um, you know, it, I definitely probably went out and and 
partied a little too hard my freshman year and and um I'm glad I got that out of the way but it was I, I'm glad I redshirted my first year it was it was good for me I don't know if I was quite ready for college golf when I first got there uh, and especially that transition because I was supposed to go to middle Tennessee and just that whole summer was kind of crazy of, of getting me over to Tennessee along with like four or five others so it was just a good good year for me to to get a little bit better and and mature and get ready for the next year of when I would start playing. So, um, you know, redshirting, I I don't mind redshirting. I think redshirting for every college golfer is a great thing. I, I mean, you know, obviously there's certain scenarios where kids won't or will redshirt, but for me it it helped a lot. I I, I really loved redshirting. Yeah, so. you got you got you, you're it's a whole new world and it's overwhelming and like you said maturity level and that's not a cut to you that's just you're 18 years old you think you know everything and all of a sudden you get to college and hey I've got freedom I can do what I want yeah and, and no one's yeah. no one's, no one's going to know it and it's dangerous and I think that's that's well yeah, spoken I mean you're honest and I like that about you and that's what yeah that's, that's why you're going to be successful I mean you've got to tell yourself man what am I doing here? And I think, you know, there's so many temptations and so many things. And of course, you know, you're trying to play college golf, which is a job. It's a completely different atmosphere than when I played. It's big time. Now you've got your university putting millions of dollars into athletics. And then you've got the program being with the great facility and everything. And you want to be the best in order to be the best. You have to have some discipline. So Lawrence sounds like you learned a little bit of that, but 2019, 20 season, you get out there, you, you start out playing some tournaments. You actually played the first few as an individual, didn't you, before you kind of broke into the uh, lineup? Yeah, I did. Um, it, I I struggled qualifying back in Knoxville. I, I, for some reason, couldn't quite get over the qualifying hump. And so I would go play in some individual tournaments, and I played okay. And, I'm, you know, just trying to get the feel of, of what college golf is like. And, you know, I was still playing a little sloppy, you know, trying to go after pins, you know, and not really – I wasn't playing for the team because I was playing as an individual, so it was a little different. But it was just good to get some experience in and uh, and play with some college kids and see how they play. And um, I'm glad I'm glad it, it happened the way it did. And um, I think it, it helped transition me into a, a good college player and just discipline. You know, it really is just discipline. You find yourself one over through eight holes and. You know, you want to just start rushing, attacking pins and stuff. But, you know, I, I always like to tell myself, you really never know what a good score and a bad score is going to be. You True. know, just always stay in it. You always stay in it. The value of one shot. And if, you know, if you add them up at the end, if it's bad, then try and go get them next time. Like, who cares? You know, just, just, just go get them next round. You know, nobody's looking at your score when it's bad. They're only looking at it when it's good. So, um, you've, it, you've, learned, you've learned a lot. You've learned a lot, haven't you? Already in just a short yeah, period of time. I have, yes. I I have learned a lot. I mean, it, it's it's easy learning a lot from the best two coaches in the uh, in the country. So, um, but I'm I'm glad everything happened the way it did. Yeah. So tell us. I mean, people that these young guy, young kids coming in there and qualifying. It's like a qualifying school. I mean, it's different uh, than qualifying school, but. That my sister actually, who was one on the LPGA, was an All American at LSU. She couldn't qualify. Mm-hmm. She couldn't qualify. Yeah. She couldn't get through the qualifiers. What? What? What is it? Kind of like you said, you get you don't know what everybody's doing. You get one behind. You start pushing it instead of just playing your game. Is that part of the struggles you, you with qualifying? Of course, now you've gotten to be a lot better player. But 
is that part of it? You're just you kind of you don't play your game. You're just you're you're concerned yeah. with the qualifying and not playing the, the round of golf you're playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you know, for some reason, I felt like I had a lot of pressure on me. You know, to qualify. Um, and you know, there's other outliers like like schoolwork. You know, sometimes I would be stressed about like an assignment or something, and that's that's the struggles of being a college athlete is. Um, managing your time and managing like your assignments and stuff and it sometimes can affect your play you know in the back of your mind you know i've got a giant project i've procrastinated you know nine days for now and i got to finish it tonight after i play and i'm like oh my gosh i gotta qualify and it's a lot but um i struggled getting over that qualifying hump for some a few months really and i would it was just because i would like try to go out and shoot like six under every time you know like thinking i had to do something crazy special when if you know i just approach it like i would a regular golf tournament it probably wouldn't be so much of a you know difficult task but i mean it's pretty hard having 14 really good golfers on one golf team you know at any moment one of those guys could go out and win the qualifier Mm -hmm. um that's another factor you know we've had 14 or 15 guys on our team for the last three years and so it makes it harder, especially when all 14, 50 of them are really good. So um, that's another hard part about qualifying, but it's a good thing too. It makes all of us better. Um, you know, I, I feel like I feel like going and, and going to a school where qualifying wouldn't be hard is almost is almost non-beneficial. You know, mm-hmm. qualifying hard. Qualifying is supposed to be hard, so you play well in the tournament. You know. It's not, I won qualifying, now I'm in the tournament, it's okay if I play bad. It's like, you're playing and qualifying so you can play good in the tournament. So it's like, it's a lot of pressure in qualifying, it's, it's good, it's, it's really good practice for us, and like I said, it's good having 14 really good players on one team. Yeah, I've had, coach, really I've had coaches say the exact same thing you said, if, if you can't qualify, you're probably not going to be able to play for me whenever it gets down to winning an SEC championship or an NCAA championship, yeah. which is, or a tournament, uh, is what right. you're doing, but... You know, you finally make the traveling squad. You get to your first event. What was that first uh, college event like? I mean, you've worked hard. You figured out some stuff. What was that first? You know, it wasn't that long ago, but what was that first event like for you, just personally? I think my first event was the Georgia Tech event at the Golf Club of Georgia. Yeah. About I guess almost two years now. Yeah. Two years this fall would be. Um, that was really cool. You know, I remember I had a bad first round, and I was nervous that first round. It's like my first real college round. And after that, I wasn't really nervous. You know, I, I, I was like, you know what? I didn't help the team really today. And I was like, who cares? You know, if I don't help in the next two days, like, who, you know, who cares? You know, I'll just go get them next. So I ended up playing pretty decent the last two rounds. I think I finished like top 15 in the tournament, which was you did, 15. pretty solid. Yeah. Yep. yeah I think yeah. I, I finished 15th on the number, which was actually really good. I was really, um, I was really happy about the week, and uh, I think I was the low man on our team that week. We didn't play very well as a team, but um, that was a big confidence boost for me because I feel like I didn't even play that great and finished 15th in a big-time field and was low man on our team. And then that's kind of when I knew that I could really help this team out and um, that that I could consistently play on this team. And from there, it was, um, you know, I just kept riding the confidence. And uh, I've loved college golf ever since. I feel like I've had some ups and downs, but, um, you know, it's going to happen in college golf, especially with 
how many tournaments we play a year. So it's all about preparing for the SEC championship and the national championship in, in the long run. Yeah, you mentioned so, something um, earlier yeah. about how every shot counts. And let me tell you a scenario yeah. where every shot counts. We win the – in 1980, we won the SEC as my freshman year. We were a bunch of no yeah. teams, just, I mean, just not a team that anyone had even considered uh, to be a threat. And so the next year we're playing and we're in a battle and I I don't think my score is going to count the last day. Uh, I'm not having a very good day. And, and all of a sudden I get in and one of our guys makes like eight on the last hole and my score counts. It's not that I quit. It's just kind of let up. And we lo- and we lose we lose by a shot. I'm 60 years old, and it still bothers me. It still bothers me today, 40 years later. So, that's great advice to everybody. Whether you're playing college golf, individual golf, every shot counts. You've got to give it your best effort. And you know, like you said, when you walk in and you realize you've done something, you may miss a cut by a shot, or you may miss this by a shot, or you lose the tournament by a shot. I mean, Hell Irwin lost a Open Championship because of a shot he tried to hit with a putter or something. So. It's just it, it means a lot, but you know you you said that that first season you guys win the last term of the year the the season's canceled don't want to go back through the COVID thing but that was kind of a gut punch because you guys were really started to play some good golf uh, and the season's canceled what was summer like before you got in to this last fall coming into last fall what were you able to do practice wise to kind of stay sharp, you know not knowing what the future meant for amateur golf right. college golf what was that summer last summer uh, like for you to kind of stay sharp that was a terrible terrible summer i mean i had the facility was closed all summer and i was working in Knoxville. i actually worked for the sense tour last summer which was was really fun because i got to see what it was like from the other side you know watching the junior golfers play and i it was just nice to to be able to uh, see some junior golfers play but it was a uh it was a weird weird summer just not being able to go to the facility to practice, you know, so I would, I played a lot. I played a lot of golf, which I actually kind of like. Um, I actually recommend playing a lot more. Uh, I love it. Than love it. Practice. I'm not very, I'm not very technical at all. I'm more of a feel player. So I like to go play and learn how to score and, you know, learn how to uh, save strokes and all that. And that's kind of what I did that summer. I, I played not too bad. That summer, I, I kind of just played in everything that I could because there were some tournaments that just weren't going on, mm-hmm. you know. So I played in some tournaments that I probably would never really play in. And I remember I went down to Sea Island and played in a little tournament called the Golden Isles at Brunswick Country Club, and I ended up winning that. And that was, you know, that was cool. I hadn't won a tournament in a while. And, you know, even as, as small of a tournament as that was, it was – you get nervous. Any golf tournament, and you're trying to win any golf tournament is hard, you know trying to win and anything is hard so that was good you know get some competitive nerves back as small as those were but uh it was it was a weird summer i really didn't know if we were gonna play i didn't know if the guys that were graduating could come back you know like it was just such a everything was up in the air it was tough it was tough for the world just life in general but something you said i loved you and i are going to be friends for a long time uh playing more than practicing not saying you don't have to practice i just always i was yeah. i love to play i felt like the scenario was there i could learn more from that and you mentioned something it doesn't have to be the biggest you know it doesn't have to be the southern am or the usam to get competition and to learn how to win you've got to learn how to win on any level and yeah. winning winning breeds winning uh and i think that's what happened when you guys found out in the fall 
this past fall that, hey, it's going to be all mostly SEC tournaments uh, on your schedule. Now, that's a strong yeah. schedule. Uh, but you go, yeah. you go to the Blessings. It's on the Golf Channel. Y'all get off to a hot start. Of course, our producer, Brant Packer, bleeds orange more than anybody I know. Uh, and you had a good week that week on a very difficult golf course. How special was it to really be able to be back with the guys and get back to some normalcy? Because you guys had to go through so much and give up so much just to get the season going and, and continue it. Yeah, that was a super fun week. I remember I had to qualify for that one. Um Web through us through me and like four other guys in a qualifier uh, for it because there were previous exemptions from some summer accomplishments that I think Hunter Spencer Braden and and Reese had achieved and so I ended up qualifying for that one I was super pumped because I knew it was on TV and um and and that really just kickstarted the whole week like me being there was like I was so excited to be there that I was just I I knew I was gonna play well I really did like I, and I ended up playing really 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 well out there. Uh, it was a good course for me. It was, it was, a, it was, you know, it demands a lot of good tee balls, which is something the strength of my game is, is driving golf ball. So I felt comfortable out there and I honestly loved the cameras being out there. Like I knew that the only way to get on TV was to hit a good shot. Right. They're not going to show me hitting a bad. Shot. Well, unless you so make a fool of yourself like, and make a 12. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Dan Packer may throw me on there. You know, he would, but, um, I, I just was like, you know, the only way I'm getting on here is if I hit a good shot. So I might as well just go hit a bunch of good shots. And I did, I, we all were hitting good shots and it was such a weird format. Cause we were all playing together. Yeah. You know, that's five. Cause, cause of TV. That's what was that? Yeah. Good, what that was that like? That had to be strange. It was good for coaches. You know, it was actually, it was actually a strength for us, I think, because we all, we all five and uh, including well seven, including Webb and, and Bo, we're all really really close. Like we all love being around each other. Like I love my teammates. My teammates are like my best friends. So like awesome. it was it was really fun, and especially since we were like rolling the first day. That man, that first day was awesome. I remember we went to go eat after, and I saw the golf channel videos and and all that on social media and we were like man this is awesome like you know we're we're on tv we're winning the tournament like everybody's playing well so that was a super fun week and and it was just good to be back with the team and and be playing college golf because like i said or like you said in the summer it was up in the air we didn't know if we were going to play you know or even get the opportunity to play and we were just so grateful to be there that week and um it was such a such a cool week for all of us yeah well it sounds like cameras and show off we're sensing something here there's a trend here i'm getting with you Uh, i I love that i love that you gotta you want to be on camera and you gotta hit good shots i love it i think it's a that's a a good trait you're gonna do fine in this world boy uh i I hope so who knows you're gonna be fine but it's up in the it's up in the the air well we're still you're still learning you got a couple more years of school yet to finish up but take take us through the spring's going well and then you get uh shoal creek is canceled because of a tornado you get to play the country club of birmingham and lo and behold old bryce lewis wins his first college tournament tell (laughs) us what that feeling was like to win your first college event against some of the best players in the world yeah that was really cool um you know, like I played well the first day, so you know, shot three under. Didn't really think anything of it. And I'd been playing really bad that spring. Um, man, I was struggling really the whole spring. Uh, I was 
I wasn't confident over the golf ball at all. You know, I was starting to get some mental, some mental yips, honestly, which, which it happens, you know, it's golf, it's hard, hard game. And yeah. so I was, I was struggling and talking to Webb and Bo about what I needed to do. And I remember Webb and I had Bo walk with me that week, which is really nice having somebody to talk to and, and kind of having somebody to go over shots with. Um, but you know, Webb kind of reminded me how confident I used to be in high school and, and how, you know, fearless I was and um, how I would just shake, you know, see the shot and then try to hit it, you know, like shake different shots. And that, that really helped that week. Um, I hit my driver really well, and Birmingham Country Club requires a really good tee ball. Mm-hmm. And coming out of the rough into those greens is, is not fun. So I played the first two rounds flawless. Didn't think the golf course was really that hard. Yeah, I was like nine under through two rounds, and I had a seven-shot lead after two rounds. And I was like, "What's going on? You know, yeah. like, why are these scores so low?" I was like, "I, I don't, you know, I'm playing really well, obviously, but it's like, I feel like this is just scores should be lower." And then I started to get a little nervous the third day, and then I'm like, "Okay, now I see how hard this golf course is because I'm not hitting it in the middle of the fairway, and then I'm hitting it out of the rough into these firm, undulated, fast greens." They're like, "Oh, I see why this golf course is so hard now." Um, ended up winning the golf tournament by one shot, which I learned a lot from it. You know, having a seven shot lead, I was, I was nervous, you know, but it's, you got to enjoy being nervous. And that's something I haven't really been that nervous in a while. Um, so what clicked, what changed, what changed? You said you're nervous. That's okay. You got to embrace the nerves and and it's hard. People don't think, Oh, I got a seven shot lead. You just cruise. Yeah. And all of a sudden it starts to kind of fall away. And now it's down to yeah. one or two. What changed to kind of get you over the hump? Uh, you know, I remember I was like three over through seven holes, and then I I was finally comfortable being uncomfortable. When I hit like three over, I was like, all right, you're playing as bad as you can. And I was like, just focus and play like you were yesterday, like same mentality, you know, just, just walk in and, and one shot. I just kept telling myself like one shot, just every shot, just focus in and, Ended up winning the golf tournament by one shot. And after having a seven-shot lead, that really kind of hit me. Because uh, walking down 18, I thought I, was, I won the golf tournament pretty easily. I was like three over for the day, but I didn't think anybody was going to catch me. And um, it, it, you just have to keep the same mentality every single day. you got to trick your mind into thinking I'm T12 instead of you know having the lead, right? Because mm-hmm. if I'm tied 12 on that day, I'll probably shoot a way better score than three over. So it's just about tricking your brain about where where you are. And it, I was actually talking to my dad about this last night I uh, because I had the lead at the Northeast a few weeks ago mm-hmm. and ended up kind of getting those same nerves and, and playing poorly the third day. And you just got to trick your mind into thinking that instead of I've got the lead, oh, my gosh, I could lose this golf tournament, you got to trick your mind into saying – well, I have a two-shot advantage over these guys. Like, would I take a two-shot advantage at the beginning of the week? Like, I can mess up more than they can and still win the tournament. So that's kind of the, the mentality you have to take in being in that position from now on. And, and, you know, really these last few months, I'm getting more comfortable finishing second at the Southern AM. You know, like, last year, if, if you had told me how to finish second at the Southern AM, I would have been, like, crapping my pants. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, my gosh. But – you know, I was. I'm starting to get more comfortable being in in high level amateur tournaments and and just being having my name at the top of the leaderboard. And that's just how. That's the that's process, brother. 
Yes, yeah, that's the process. Comfortable, comfortable being uncomfortable. You nailed it. You either yeah. listen to my podcast or you've listened to me say that before. <laughs> a I little bit. Or you somehow have a spy in my room right now, and it's not my grandkids looking at my notes because <laughs> they're all written down. I don't, I, I'm not. I'm not sure what's going on in this. You've taken over my podcast. But, uh, you, you mentioned uh, the big summer going on. What are your goals for you and the team coming in for, for next when you go back in the fall here in a few weeks? Uh, we saw Coach Webb got an extension on his contract, and which is awesome, I think. Mm-hmm. We're so lucky to have yeah. him, and, and, and I know you guys love him. But uh, what's the goals for you and in the team going into the fall? Yeah, I mean, we think we can win a national championship every year. I mean, I, I really truly thought that we could win an SEC championship and an national championship last year. It's going to be tough, but you know, I believed it. And like I said earlier, if you don't believe it, you're never going to do it. And you know, obviously we didn't do it. Um, but I, I believe that we could. And next year I believe that we can too, but you know, we had, that was the first national championship this year for all of our guys and for Webb being a head coach. And so, you know, we were uncomfortable mm-hmm. and you know, that's okay. It takes failures you know, to succeed. And, you know, it's tough to see Brayden and Reese go out like that, uh, two seniors, two, yeah. two, two balls that were great for our program. But, um, you know, I think that's going to help in the long run. You know, it's just, you know, me having three years left and Hunter and Spencer coming back next year. You know, I really truly think we'll have a chance of, of doing it. And it's just about how comfortable we are in the situation. Absolutely. So I think, got, ba- I think the got. baseball team went through that in the College World Series. You know, they were fired yeah, up, they were riding yeah. it high, and I think that, uh, that's me personally as a fan. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I haven't talked to them, obviously, but I think you go through that as a, an athlete. You get into a situation, yeah. and it overwhelms you just a little bit, and that's not to say it's a bad thing. You just have to figure out and try to, like you said, trick your mind, get comfortable being uncomfortable, uh, but – Coach Andrews qualified for the U.S. Amp, so you've got to get in there. This is going to be – I'll tell you what, you boys are going to have to practice as coaches start beating you. I mean, come on now. I'm going to finish the podcast on this. I mean, you got to be able to beat your coach, don't you? He's supposed to be washed up. You're no kidding. I mean, tomorrow may be the most nervous I've ever been trying to qualify for this tournament. No, I'm, I'm kidding. But um, he is a player. I mean, he was a great player at Georgia Tech. And uh, – He's caddied for me the last few weeks, yep. so I can't have my yep. caddy playing in the USAM and me not. Oh, yep. So, um, he is a great player. I was really pumped to see him uh, qualify for it. And he had been telling us, like, all year, he's like, I'm, I'll am i see y'all at match play at Oakmont. And we were like, ah, oh, whatever. You don't got it in you still. But he still does, man. He, he knows how to get it around, and he's one of those players that knows how to play golf, you know, knows the value of the shot because he's been around Webb and all the great guys at Georgia Tech, and he knows the value of one shot and, and discipline, and he's just kind of, a, of an example of what we're trying to be, you know, and he's still a great golfer just because he knows those core values of, you know, try not to make a bogey and, and the value of the shot and staying disciplined. So I was really pumped to see him do that, though. Well, we're gonna we're gonna update uh, how you finish tomorrow when I put this podcast together, and when it comes out, we'll have the <laughs> update. And then, uh, but uh, it, it was great having you on. I appreciate you spending some time with us. You got great coaches. Yeah. We're as a ex uh, Vol, we're proud of you. It's been fun to be part of the. Feel like you're part of the program. I don't know if we're really. Yeah. You know, we're not Absolutely. playing, but we we feel like uh, some of the alums are back in there. We haven't really had that in a while. But Coach Webb's kind of. 
allowed us to be you know involved and we had the reunion every fall so it's, it's going to be hopefully back to, to normal and uh I can't hit it with y'all. I got to play up at least a set of tees. Probably going to need shots. I'm not afraid <laughs> to say this nationally, but uh, appreciate you being on with us, Bryce. Good luck tomorrow, and uh, keep it up. I'm proud of you. Thank you, Jim. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, I, I really had a good time sitting down with you, and uh, I hope, hope you the best in, in whatever you're doing, and I, I had a good time talking to you. All right, brother. Good luck. Thank you, Jim. Good to see you. Well, we promised you an update from Bryce Lewis's USAM qualifying, and he made it. He shot 11 under par, and he's headed into Oakmont with Coach Bo Andrews. So it's going to be fun to see how those two get after it. So just wanted to give you that update as we finished up the podcast. Uh, and good luck to both of those guys. Go Vols.